0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Uh, I've kind of just decided that I'm not going to do our. Normal intro uh, it, until the until the Mavs get back on track a little bit because it just it just doesn't seem uh, like a like an intro like what we normally do is appropriate given the mood of the team right now so uh, I'm just rolling with uh with the raw pod audio <laughs> and hopefully the mavs can uh can get back in the win column here soon and you know we can <laughs> we can build the hype back up a little bit so um things are not good for the mavs right now uh, you, you know that if you watched last night's game against the indiana pacers uh the pacers have the 21st rated uh 21st ranked offensive rating in the league Now, I know that that might be a little deceiving because, you know, Rick Carlisle, he's an offensive wizard. Uh, He's got a young team. So there's going to be some hiccups here and there. Uh, But still, the team with the uh, 21st-ranked offensive rating in the league uh, had 106 points through three quarters last night. Uh, Not good not good. They averaged 115 points for the season and they had 106 heading into the fourth. So uh you're not going to you're not going to win many games, you know, when you do stuff, stuff like that. You're also not going to win many close games when you miss uh, 10 free throws and when you miss your last uh, six shots of regulation like the Mavs did. Mavs end up losing to the Pacers, 124-122. They fall to 32 and 31, uh, getting right back close to 500, where they've been a handful of times this season. Uh, Luca, he was he was kind of the only bright spot on the night. Uh, well, I take that back. I take that back. There were a few more bright spots, but. He was the biggest one. He had 39 points, shot 14 of 25 from the field, uh, just three of nine from three, uh, eight of 12 on free throws, had uh, nine rebounds, six assists, and a block. Uh, But he was a negative two in 38 minutes. Um, Kyrie Irving, he had a poor shooting game by his standards, uh, 16 points, seven of 18 from the field. 0 oh, of four from three, and some of those threes were really good looks. Um, in the last two minutes, I can't remember the exact timestamp, but some somewhere in the last two minutes, the Mavs were down two, and they had a chance to either tie or take the lead. And Kyrie ended up with a wide open uh, three from the from the left corner, and he just couldn't get it to go. It was as good of a look as the Mavs could have asked for. Uh, I know everybody is upset with Jason Kidd lately and, you know, his uh, coaching – well, or lack of coaching, I should say. But, you know, I thought I thought for the most part he did fine last night. You know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, that was a pretty good bounce back game from, uh, you know, the Lakers collapse, at least from, from Kidd's standpoint, even though he still needs to work on some things. You know, I was, I was fine with some of the stuff they were doing, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, Kyrie he just couldn't get that shot to fall. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Reggie Bullock missed some uh, open looks. Well, Reggie Bullock missed an open look, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. his his look was more contested, and he missed it. Uh, but they had multiple opportunities to to win or take the lead in that fourth quarter. In the last two minutes. And they just couldn't do it. And then they had the ball. Uh, they they got a missed free throw. Uh, from the Pacers. Which kept the lead. Or kept the deficit for the Mavs at two. And they took a timeout. Seven seconds left. You know. So many times this season we've seen. Where the last play is just get the ball to Luka. Uh, waste the remaining time. And try, attempt a step back three. Well. They gave the ball. They drew up a play for Kyrie Irving, uh, who came up to the top of the key, and it looked like. And I, you know, we'd have to have Jason Kidd and and Kyrie c- confirm this, but it looked like Kyrie was the one who who had the option to either drive to the basket for the tie or attempt a three for the win. It didn't look like it was just drawn up to be, you know, a three or nothing, and you know Kyrie went to drive but then he uh stepped back behind the three point line and the the last second shot just went off the iron it just it just wasn't meant to be so uh he got a good look it didn't go uh if he if he had to have it back you know he might he might end up driving but hey that that's a shot that Kyrie has hit a handful of times in his career he did it this year he hit that same shot or very similar uh, shot attempt uh, to beat the Toronto Raptors in Toronto at the buzzer when he was with the Nets earlier this season. So, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's a shot you will live with, miss or make. But when it comes down to it, I mean, it, you know, the Mavs shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. If you make your free throws, you don't have to worry about hitting a, a buzzer-beating three to get a win over a 28-35 and 35 Pacers team uh you know going 18 of 28 from the free throw line in a 2 point loss is just brutal and it's something that has plagued the Mavs all season long this team is just not a good free throw shooting team they've proved that time and time again and it's responsible for a handful of their their losses this year i'd say i'd say it i mean i'd have i'm probably underselling it here but you know that at least five of their losses have been directly contributed to their poor free throw shooting and it might be more than that but you know it's that that had a big hand in uh you know their loss to the pacers their defense is just atrocious right now like it's it's borderline depressing i don't know i don't know what what has to happen to change this cuz You know, everybody was saying, and including myself. You know, Maxie Kleba coming back; he's a big part of you know what the defense was, you know, beforehand. And when they had Dorian Finney-Smith, well, Dorian's obviously not there anymore, and there is going to be more uh, responsibility on Kleba to kind of hold down the fort. And it, I think it's just it's just going to be too much for him. Uh, You know, he can't do it all by himself. Uh, adding him back into the lineup and then justin holiday i just don't think it's it's gonna do what the mavs hope it's gonna do uh, i don't think you know justin holiday just got off the plane and signed his buyout contract like a week ago and he, he's only played three games with the mavs and he's already started two games um uh, so, I mean, I in in 15 minutes as a starter uh last night in his second start he went 0 of 3, didn't score any points. Uh he did have two steals and an assist, but I mean I just I I think kid has to go back to starting green and you know try to try to get back some of those uh good vibes that the Mavs had in Sacramento before Luka came back. With his heel injury, and look, I, I mentioned this last night, and I I don't want it to come off as a as a dig at Luca because it's not. I mean, Luca is is Luca. He's amazing. Uh, he's obviously the best player on this team. Uh, you know, he's capable of doing things that other guys just can't do. So I, I don't want it to come off as you know me putting the blame on Luca, but. When it comes down to it, the facts are this team is 1-5 since he came back from his heel injury. And when he came back from the heel injury, the team was on a three-game win streak. And they had just won two straight games with Kyrie, you know, leading the way. And, you know, Luka wasn't a part of that. And then Luka comes back, they lose uh, in overtime against the Kings 133 to 128. Uh, let's see here. They Okay, yeah. So they won three straight games. They after the trade, Kyrie wasn't with them in Utah, but the team was playing really well. That was the game where Josh Green and Jaden Hardy scored 29 points apiece and they ended up winning in Utah. And then uh, Kyrie's debut, they beat the Clippers 110 to 104. And then in his second game, they beat the, the high-powered offense with the Sacramento Kings 122-114. to 114. Three straight road wins. Uh, and then Luka came back from the heel injury for that second game against the Kings. They lost in overtime uh, by five. And then they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves by three the following game. And then to lose their third straight going into the All-Star break, Kyrie didn't play in that one. They lost by nine to the Denver Nuggets on the road. They got a blowout win over the San Antonio Spurs. They still gave gave up 116 points to them, but they won 142 to 116. Uh, so that's the lone win in this stretch. And then you had the 27-point the blown lead to the Los Angeles Lakers ended up losing by three. 111 to 108, and now you've lost to the Pacers, 124 to 122. So it's not just the the losses themselves, but like they've they've been really painful losses. And so that's not uh, I say it's not good for morale, but I guess you can look at it. Uh, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as man, the Mavs just can't get over the hump. Uh, you know they've they've lost one of five. They're they're falling in the Western Conference standings right now. They uh, they're in the play in tournament range right now, and they're they're only a game and a half away from uh, being out of the play in altogether. Or you can look at it as man, they're you know they're really close. You know they're playing these these games to where if one or two little things goes the opposite direction, they probably end up with a win. Uh, So maybe they can figure it out Uh, because, you know, it's hard to figure things out on the fly when you have new players added to the mix.
2: If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: And, you know, your defense is as bad as, as what it's been, so we'll have to see. I mean, the Mavs, they're they're right there in that middle range. It's uh it's a pivotal point of the season. It has been for a while now, but now it really is because uh, they've lost two in a row. They they were sixth in the West heading into that game with the Pacers. They are no longer sixth. They dropped to seventh with the loss last night. Uh, it's really unfortunate because you know this this skid that Dallas is on has coincided with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, having a three-game losing streak of their own. Uh, So the Mavs haven't been able to take advantage of that and add some separation between them. But both the Clippers and the Mavs have 31 losses. Uh, The Mavs are a half game behind the Golden State Warriors, who have moved up into fifth place. Uh, And they're a game and a half behind the Phoenix Suns, who are sitting in fourth. Uh, So, Mavs, a game and a half away from fourth place in the West, a game and a half away from uh, being 11th in the West and out of the, the playoff tournament altogether. So, we'll see how it goes. The Mavs have a chance to rebound against the Philadelphia 76ers on, let me see, I think they have a little bit extra rest. No, no, that's that's the Phoenix game I'm thinking of. So they play Thursday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the good news, well, let's start with the bad news first. The bad news is that the Mavs have to deal with uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden and the rest of that team. You know, it's not going <laughs> to be easy, which no game is easy uh, for these Mavs. But, you know, the Sixers, they're the, the third-best team in the East – and, uh, you know, they have two uh, really good players, future future Hall of Famers, uh, playing some of their best basketball. So, uh, that's the bad news. The good news is the Sixers will be playing their third game in four nights. And the game that they will have played the night before is in Miami. And, you know, maybe James Harden, who is a known uh, lover of partying, uh <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he will uh you know take his team out and have a great time in Miami uh before coming to Dallas and you know uh, playing against the Mavs on Thursday so that's the that's the good news about it uh and then then you have the big big matchup uh with the uh, the Mavs and the Suns on Sunday. It's a it's a noon start, I believe. Let me go back to the schedule here. Make sure I'm saying that. Yes, yeah, noon start. So really early start Sunday. ABC. Kevin Durant. It's going to be his first game uh, playing against the Mavs in a Suns uniform. And you know it, it's going to be fun. There, the, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. Uh, with the way the Mavs have been playing these other teams lately, it should be a close game. The Mavs just haven't been able to come out on top in these close game situations. So um, Things get tougher to end this homestand, but, you know, given the way the Mavs have played uh, playoff teams versus teams that are below 500, I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that uh, – that that they have more of a chance of shocking us and and winning these next two to three games than uh, than they did <laughs> of doing what they were supposed to do by beating the the Lakers and the Pacers in the last two games. Uh but they got to do something because this season is uh is starting to slip away a little bit. You can afford a little bit of slippage this year in the West because the rest of the conference is so uh lackluster. Uh, for lack of a better word, but you, you can't continue. You can't lose three straight. You can't lose four straight. Uh, you know that that's if you do something like that, you are a completely unserious uh, wannabe contender. And I don't care if you are adjusting on the fly with Kyrie and these new guys or not. You just can't do it. You cannot do that. So uh, figure it out, Mavs. Jason Kidd. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, you know, y'all are the leaders of that team. Y'all need to get together and y'all need to figure it out. And look, maybe figuring it out has something to do with the buyout market still because, uh, you know, I mentioned it last night. I know there's a handful of names still left on the buyout market. My personal opinion, and I I, I know people are going to, Disagree with me on a few of them. But my personal opinion is that part of the way the Mavs can turn this around is by waving Frank nilakina and Markeith Morris. Because Frank Nilakina, I mean, he's just, let's just admit, he's just not good, guys. He's not. He's not. I mean, Mark Cuban said before the season, when I interviewed him, uh, we did a season preview and I was asking him about the third ball handler concerns that the Mavs had at the time and uh, and really still have at times. And, you know, the famous quote he gave me that's been making its rounds through Mavs Twitter all season is, we, people forget we have Frank. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason that, that people forget that we have Frank. So, uh, they need to waive him. Markeith Morris, he, he doesn't look like he's in uh, NBA playing shape. Uh, he, he His minutes have been uninspiring, to say the least, so far when he's gotten a chance to play. You need to waive those two, move on, and you need to go out and sign Goran Dragic and Nerlens Noel on the buyout market. And... I get it. I know people are saying, oh, well, Goran Dragic, he's he's cooked. He's washed. Uh, He's been horrible this year uh, for the Bulls and injury-prone and all that. I get it. I understand what you're saying there. But Goran Dragic is a 16-game player, meaning he is a playoff player. You know, he can look horrible or washed for an entire regular season while he's pacing himself. But if you get to the postseason – Goran Dragic is going to make a positive impact for you. It's just like, you know, what we saw over the summer when he was playing with Luka and the Slovenian national team in Eurobasket. He was amazing because it mattered. The basketball mattered. He was with Luka uh, playing for his national team. That kind of stuff matters to Goran Dragic. And he was, you know, even though the Nets got swept by the Celtics in the playoffs last year, he was one of the few bright spots for the – for the Nets in that series, uh, you know he played really good basketball for them. So not only would he probably you know fix the the vibe issues we've been kind of getting from from Luca over the last handful of games, but he would end up helping this team in the postseason uh, and would give you it would give you somebody that you know you wouldn't have to worry about every time they dribble the ball is it going to be a turnover? They're going to travel. Uh, you know, stuff like that that you have to worry about when Frank Nilakina has to play. And then the Morris situation, like I said, I mean, he was just a throw-in on the Kyrie deal. Uh, he's obviously not ready to play. It doesn't seem like he'd be able to make a, a huge impact even if he did play. He's a big body, but that's that's really about it right now. He just doesn't seem like, uh, you know, he's really ready to really contribute anything. So, uh, wave him, sign Nerlens Noel, who I know some people have a bad taste in their mouth from the last time he was a Maverick uh, back in twenty sixteen or 17, 2017. Uh, so I don't know. I I think I think they need to sign him and have another defensive big. Because say what you want to about Nurlands Noel. He's only twenty eight years old still, somehow. And you know, he's he's a good rim protector. He's sneaky, can get steals, uh, especially when other teams are trying to get in transition. You know, he'll run up behind him real quick and steal the ball. He you know, he he's got some really good qualities that could help this current version of the Mavs that that he's not used to. And the the Mavs organization that he knew before is no longer. I mean, they've they've got new management up top with Nico Harrison instead of Donnie Nelson, uh new coaching staff with Jason Kidd and his crew versus Rick Carlisle at the time, uh, who had some issues with, with Noel. Uh and then you have a completely different cast of characters on the court, uh, with Luca and Kyrie and the rest of those guys versus, you know, an aging roster with uh with Dirk. The last time Noel was on the team. So that's what I think they should do. I think they need to waive Neil I think they need to waive Morris and they need to go out and sign Goran Dragic and Nerland's Noel uh to kind of beef up this this roster and just give it a little bit more umph uh heading into these last 19 games or so. Uh and, guys, I, 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 look, this is a personal opinion. I get it. I understand why people would be interested in Stanley Johnson. But Stanley Johnson isn't going to do anything for this team this season that, you know, that, that Frank Nilekina wouldn't do. I mean, the idea of Stanley Johnson is better than the reality of Stanley Johnson. He's not going to get that same opportunity that he had when he was with the Los Angeles Lakers and putting up empty stats. I just don't think Stanley Johnson is good. I'll just I'll just say it. I mean, people are in my replies saying Stanley Johnson every single day. I don't believe he's that good. And I think it was fool's gold with what we saw, you know, when he was putting up those those numbers with the Lakers. So that's how I feel about that. I I think the way to go is Dragic and Noel. So guys, appreciate y'all joining me for another episode. I will be back on here uh on Thursday morning. To recap everything that went on in the NBA on Wednesday night, and we'll see if any action happens with the Mavs in the buyout market uh, because it's now March. So, uh, those two guys I mentioned, they were, uh, let's see, they were waived before March 1st, so that means they're eligible to join a team. Uh, and be playoff eligible since that happened. They can sign with the Mavs, you know, pretty much any time. Now, the the biggest thing was that they were waived before March 1st. So, we'll see how it goes. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps me out. Uh, And we will see you next time. Y'all have a great Wednesday.